Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast from www.englishwithkirsty.com. Here I'll be sharing with you tips, information and other learning resources so that you can improve your business English. And welcome to episode 108 of the English with Kirsty podcast. And today we're talking about some problems that we have with colleagues sometimes. Because, you know, sometimes you spend a lot of time at work and sometimes the colleagues can make it a great place to work or a horrible place to work. And obviously I'm not talking about things when it's so bad that you just want to leave. You don't want to ever see that person again. I've been in situations like that actually with, you know, like one person who was making life so, so miserable that um, I just didn't want to be in the same room as them so they weren't going anywhere so I did I left and got another job but I'm not talking about that today I'm talking about um, when there's just little things that annoy you and and how to deal with that because that isn't really specific to to language I mean I can think of all the other work that I've done in in English organizations and there have been people that were kind of annoying there um, and, and how I dealt with them. But obviously it is more difficult if you are dealing in another language, if you're speaking to them in a language that isn't your native language because you want to know, oh, does this sound okay? Um, how will the other person respond? And whether you say it nicely or not, sometimes you'll still get a bad response anyway. But I do think it is a bit harder if you're doing that in a language that isn't your own native language. And that's why I want to talk about it today. Um, so obviously we've said there are some situations that are just so far gone that you can't really do anything about them and and maybe sometimes it, it's good just to, to leave but that isn't always an option I'm talking about the, the smaller things that we can fix today so for example it, it might just be that you want someone to stop doing something so um, there was a colleague that I knew quite well um, and we shared an office we had a really big office and I hated that it was like a hundred people in one room it was horrible but anyway this particular colleague used to sing sometimes and it was so distracting I was on the phone I was dealing with members of the public I couldn't be doing with this singing immediately in front of me and sometimes you just have to ask you know please could you stop singing or something like that you um you know please can you and and give a reason as well if if it helps you to um get them to understand why but, you know because i'm on the telephone and it's really distracting i can't hear the customers and also it's not great for them if they can hear people singing in the background it doesn't sound very professional so that was an easy one really just saying like i i don't even think he knew he was doing it to be honest because sometimes i think people don't know that they're doing really annoying things so Sometimes it's enough just to say, you know, could you could you stop doing that, please? Or it would be helpful if you didn't or um, please, can you if you want them actually to do something and not to stop doing something? So sometimes it's easy like that. Sometimes you have to put a bit more thought into it. Um, and I was thinking about this particular issue that I had with a colleague and it got to the point where I, I probably did overreact um, not to her face, but um, because she was annoying me with this particular thing that she was doing, every time I saw her name come up on the email, it was like, oh, what does she want now? You know, <laughs> her name was just associated with stress for me. And she could have been emailing everyone to say that there were cakes in the kitchen. But because I was not dealing with this, this problem with her, um, every time I read her name, I was like, oh, what does she want? And that's not a good way to feel. And it's not a good way to be because, you know, you could end up overreacting 
because you haven't resolved the problem when it was um, in the beginning stages. So I, I'm just going to look at this situation because it's something that can happen and just you know how a good way to deal with it. And a good way to deal with it is not to let it become a problem. So basically, this particular colleague was like super disorganized. And that's the opposite of me because I am organized and I like to have ways to do things that are efficient and not to waste time in them. But anyway, this colleague needed my help with something because I had website responsibilities and could get stuff on and off the website. And, um, and I did that. But this particular colleague used to come regularly on a Friday, usually Friday afternoon, in a big panic. Oh, I need to get this done by next week. Can you help me? I need you to do this. And oh, it was just stressful because um, it's one thing if you have to react to something like if if something happens to your company and or um, maybe there's something in the news and then you have to react quickly. I'm, I'm not talking about that because sometimes you do just have to drop everything and and, and get things done quickly and, and react to what's happening. But this was just she didn't get her uh, her work sorted out and she did everything last minute before people were going home on a Friday. And it used to drive me crazy because what she wanted me to do wasn't just a quick job. I had to take, well, I don't know, maybe an hour out of my day to sort out, um, to, to get things ready in the format that they had to go up online and to, to make sure everything was right. And, you know, it, it wasn't a quick job and it was usually like two or three things. So she'd kind of appear at my desk on a Friday afternoon with this stuff and expect me to drop everything and deal with it. And that began to really annoy me because I thought, well, you know, I, I sort my stuff out and I could just plan time into my day for her to come and annoy me. But sometimes I had to go to other offices and sometimes I wasn't there on a Friday afternoon. So leaving everything to the really last minute just wasn't working out for me. And so, yeah, what could I say to her? What I wanted to say to her was your behavior is really annoying me and you're making it harder for me to do my job and you're a pain and I wish you'd stop being a pain and get yourself organized. But you can't say that. So. I had to think, you know, what can I do? What can I say to her to make this better so that we're both happy? Because I, I didn't think she was annoying me on purpose. I think she, she just did everything totally last minute in her home life, in her work life. It was just the way she was. But it, it was causing a problem and I needed to find out a nice way to, to resolve it. So I um I went to her and, and said, you know, this is this is not good because maybe you'll come and I won't be here. Um, you know, maybe I have to be somewhere else. It, it would be much better if we could do this when it wasn't a rush, because, you know, things can be missed if you're in a rush, if you're trying to get everything done really quickly. So how about I contact you on Wednesday or Thursday and ask you what needs to be done? We go through it together and you send me what I need to do and then it will be done on time. And we don't have all this rushing around this crazy mad dash to get everything finished so and and that worked um because I, I wasn't actually asking her to be any more organized because i was taking the initiative to go and see her or call her and talk through what we needed to do that made her be a bit more organized because she knew i was going to call her on wednesday or thursday and and ask for the information that i needed so building this deadline if there anything happening uh, if anything happened that meant there was something last minute well it didn't stop it completely to be honest but at least we had this process whereby she knew that she couldn't just dash in on a friday afternoon but she we were going to have this meeting on a wednesday or thursday and then 
She had to have her stuff ready by then. If she didn't, at least I knew about it so I could call the next day and say, have you got this document finished because it needs to go up on Friday? So I was managing her time a bit, but it was at least saying, you know, we need to work together and to bring a bit more organisation to this. And that helped me because I wasn't getting these final last minute requests when I probably had other stuff to do. And I guess it helped her to be organised because this, this call that she had, even if she hadn't sorted out, she kind of had to for this call and then it, it helped her to bring a bit more structure to her work I don't think she did that for the other parts of her work I think she continued to work in this um, crazy disorganized way but that wasn't my problem the only part of our working lives that, that came together was this particular website stuff so yeah it's not my problem if, if she can't sort the rest of her schedule out that what I was interested in was the part that affected me and I put something in place that meant that we could work together and that it was more organised and, and better. So I, I found it quite difficult because I think if somebody is doing something which is makes it harder for you to do your job, your initial reaction is to feel really stressed out with them. Because I knew that she knew about this, what needed to be done at the beginning of the week. It wasn't suddenly that something happened and we had to sort it out. It was... It was just a, a case of leaving it right till just before the deadline and, and trying to cram everything in. And that is how things get overlooked. So I can think of other situations where I've, I've had to try and suggest that people work in a different way. And it, it doesn't always go down well. And sometimes you will upset people, even if you're as nice as possible. Um, sometimes people just get really... Um, defensive maybe or upset if anyone criticizes them but I think it's really important to be able to separate the person from the behavior you know instead of like you're really annoying me but you know it's difficult for me to do this because I don't have enough time or because you didn't give me the right information or because you didn't give me any information as, as happens sometimes um, but if you can do that think about it first in, in that way then it's easier to find the language if it has to be another language to to explain that, you know the problem is what's happened rather than the problem is the person because you know you can feel the problem is the person but if you're trying to talk to them then explaining why this behavior or why what happened made it difficult for you or made you feel uncomfortable um, is often more effective than just you know saying you are annoying or you are incompetent even if that's what you think there needs to be some way where you you structure the sentences to talk about the thing that happened or you know if you do that I feel or I'm not able to or however you want to finish the sentence but to, to kind of frame it talking about the issue rather than the person and then hopefully the person will fix the issue and you may not have a problem with the person anymore they may not be your best friend but you know you can at least have a better working relationship with them. So I thought I'd just bring that up because, you know, it, it can be difficult if somebody at work is doing something that, that is making it harder for you to do your job. And I think particularly if you're not talking about it in your native language, it can feel more stressful. So if we just break it down into, you know, what specifically is the problem? Why is it a problem? And what can be done? Because if you come with a solution like the, the meeting earlier in the week, then you're not just saying, oh, you're seriously annoying me. You know, you're saying, oh, we could make the situation better by doing. And then if you have a suggestion, 
and then maybe that person hadn't even thought of that and and you can make it better for both of you so i hope that's helpful um in terms of announcements i don't really have any apart from the fact that i'm on holiday next week and there won't be a podcast so i'll be back in october again i've i've left the pinned post on the facebook page which is facebook.com slash english with kirsty if you'd be willing to share that with your friends that would be fabulous um and come and have a look at the page anyway and also i would like to remind you that if you are listening to this before the 30th of september 2017 the book giveaway is still open so um one person will win a copy of my book and if you want to enter to be in with a chance to win it then you need to fill out the form on the giveaway page which i will add to the show notes and you can find the show notes at um englishwithkirsty.com/podcast/episode108 and you'll also find the contact form there where you can also sign up for the newsletter because the next newsletter will be coming out at the beginning of october and if you want to get yours um it's a free monthly newsletter with resources for learning english so if you want to get yours then you can also sign up on the show notes page so have a good week and have fun learning english This episode of the English with Kirsty podcast. If you have any questions or comments, my email address is kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com or you can go to www.englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast where you'll find information about the individual episodes.